friends, welcome to the ner- newest episode of Nerd Build, the spookiest Spooky. podcast Around. on planet Spookington. Which is our house. Spooky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's take it down a notch. Uh, so. It's October. It's October. The yeah. best month of the year. Yeah, it is. Would you call it the best month of the year? I would, yeah. It's my Better favorite. than Christmas month? Better than Christmas month. Christmas burr is the name of the month? <laughs> <laughs> no, that is incorrect. As the audience slowly realizes that Dan doesn't know the word for December. <laughs> that Christmas is not correct. Uh, yeah. Yeah, October is the best. Cause it's so it's great. Fall. Sort of. Here, <laughs> in Arizona. Here, not as much. No it's still like fall. 90 degrees, but we can pretend. Uh, it is getting a little cooler in the evenings. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, but Halloween. Yep. The best holiday. It is the best holiday. It is. There's two things. There's two opinions. I, I respect opinions, Aaliyah. Mm. <laughs> Hold on. All right. You don't need an asshole about it. Uh, <laughs> I respect people's opinions. They can think whenever they want. You know, we disagree. We move on with our lives. Right. There's two opinions that throw me off. Easter? Wait, what? Oh, I thought we were talking about (laughs) best holidays that are wrong. No. Okay. (laughs) So you're saying that if people like Easter, it's wrong? Yeah. What's number two if you were... Columbus Day. Columbus Day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nobody likes Columbus no. Day. Uh, so, well, Columbus was not yeah, the but greatest. Nobody, but Easter is legitimate because there are actually people who, yeah. for whom Easter is I their like favorite Easter. holiday. I like the eggs. Right. But nobody's favorite holiday is Columbus Day. Mm-mm. Columbus. That was his favorite. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's the only one. So... No, he still liked Thanksgiving better. There's there's two op- <laughs> yeah. uh, there's two opinions that always throw me off. Number one, uh, I just hate musicals. And then you're like, well, well I, I think we're done here. Yeah, that's true. We can't now, be friends. Now listen, I'm not saying that it's not okay for people to not like musicals. But I think writing musicals off just tells me you don't have joy in your heart. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and also, it's one thing to be like, musicals aren't really my favorite genre of movie. That's mm-hmm. fine. But to blatantly say, I hate musicals. You hate all musicals. You hate them. That just like, that's means a lot of strong... You hate to smile. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. That's a lot of strong uh, feeling yeah. about something that, like, you can't just hate all musicals. No. There it, might be one that you like. Well, be, you know what it... It often, the thing that tells me about a human, if they hate musicals, is they usually hate it because they don't like the artifice of musicals, right? The idea, like, you know, like people are breaking in a song, and that just means that you can't allow yourself to feel joy. (laughs) Like, accept the world of musicals and let the music take hold of your heart. I kind of feel like... If you think that you're like a cool opinion person, mm. like I'm too cool to like musicals. Hashtag hot take. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> you know, if you got like a hot take, it's like an edgy. Oh. An edgy opinion. Oh, I didn't know that. Hot take. Um, 
But it's not even edgy. It's just that, like, you think that people will think... You know what I mean? Like, you don't want people to judge you. Like, you think people will judge you if you like musicals. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what these insane (laughs) misanthropes are considering when they say such horrifying things. Anyway, that's number one. Now, the second opinion... Musicals are the best. The second... I agree. The second opinion that always throws me off is when people say they hate Halloween. Yeah. And... Do they not know that it's the best holiday? I guess not. By they a must country not know. mile? It is easily the best Those holiday. Those are probably the people that are super into Easter. <sighs> Jeez. <laughs> Listen, Easter only had one zombie. Halloween, hundreds. So Thousands. True. Just so much more for your money. I don't understand. You got bunnies? You got bunnies and zombies. Mm-hmm. In multitudes on Halloween. Yeah. You only got like one of each on Easter. That's true. It's just worse. <sighs> it's worse all around. Uh, it's still pretty good though. So It's we, just not as good as Halloween. We get hyped up when, when Halloween comes around. If you couldn't tell, we really like Halloween. It's great. And I'd like and to think really that like anyone October. that's listening probably also really yeah. likes Halloween. Because Halloween, you know. We should put a disclaimer all, on the show. All, all, don't listen to this episode if you don't like Halloween, <laughs> you idiot. We're, we're, we're all friends here, right? Right? Yeah. Right, guys? We all like Halloween, right? Right, guys? Yeah. Am I right? We got a couple of haters. <laughs> a couple of haters over here. Uh, so, so, anyway, what we do, kind of a tradition off and on that we've done for a few years now is um, what we call 31 Days of Halloween. Hashtag 31 Days yeah. of Halloween. Many other people call it by many other names. <laughs> I was on the podcasting Reddit subreddit today, and somebody was had started a thread about um, if people were going to do Halloween episodes for their podcast, and somebody was like, "Yeah, we're doing our thirty-one days of horror." Yeah, thirty-one like, days of horror is the other one. I was like, "That about. sounds like something we might be doing." I think thirty-one days of horror sounds a little too specific because it's horror. horror. We're not necessarily. Following yeah. horror. We're not necessarily following no. any genre. I think 31 thing. Days of Halloween, and that means yeah. whatever you find in the yeah. spirit of Halloween. Whatever your heart tells you is okay. Before we get too detailed into this conversation, we should probably say exactly what 31 Days of Halloween is. Oh, yeah. Is. It is uh, where uh, we, uh, Dan and I, watch a movie, whether it's scary movie, a Halloween related movie, creepy general fall-ish vibe basically whatever we determine to fall sort of in the realm of a movie that you would want to watch for october or halloween and we watch one for every day in october so we watch 31 of them it's grueling it's grueling oh god you're the worst <laughs> grueling grueling uh, yeah. i thought you were setting me up for that joke no were you not? i wasn't oh. uh it's fun though um you get to see a lot of stuff that you wouldn't normally watch. Yeah. You get to see a lot of Halloween favorites that you like. Get to see um, a lot of Halloween. We won't be watching that again, maybe, later. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is accurate. But I like, you know, I like, I, I say, usually when I do this, I probably watch at least 50% of movies I haven't seen before. Yeah. Um, no, but it's good because you you that's are the point. because it's in a really specific genre. You do sort of just end up watching yeah. things you don't know that much about, right. or 
um, you, you know, haven't seen before, but you might not really have otherwise watched, but it falls into the theme, so you're like, why not? We're going to watch this. Yeah. And I, I think there, the other repercussion is that a lot of times during the year, I'll, something will come out that I really want to watch, and I'll be like, you know what, I'm going to wait yeah. until that. Like Crimson Peak. Yep. We never mm-hmm. ended up seeing Crimson Peak, but then we were like, back we should just wait. At this point, we should yeah. just wait. So we haven't watched that one yet, but we're going to. Um, yeah, and we've been watching, oh, I've been waiting, you know, four years to watch Dreamhouse. And, <laughs> and it lived up to the hype. <laughs> All right. Let's just move on. Okay. And let's go straight into the movie. So that's well, what it is. Hashtag 31 so Days of Halloween. So this is week one. Week uh, one. So basically for Halloween, we're going to talk about other stuff too, if you know, we're going to have other stuff that we're doing this month, um, and we'll talk about those things uh, probably at the end of, maybe toward the end of the podcast, we'll talk a little about that stuff, toward, you know, at the, you know, just kind of briefly talk about the other topics that we, right. we got other outside of just these things. Yeah. But the general theme for the month of October, um, to really live up to this, is that every week we're going to be talking about all the movies that we watch every week. And then uh, just kind of have a little tag with the other stuff that we have topics on. So if you just want to hear about that stuff, then skip to the end of the podcast. And if you just want to hear about the movies, then don't listen to the end of the podcast. (laughs) Right, yeah. So, but uh, our main plan is to kind of go through, and we'll go through day by day. We're going to do it in order of the days that we watched it. So we're going to start with October 1st and then go all the way to October 31st. There may be days we watch multiple movies. Because um, there will probably be some days where we won't be able to watch a movie. Occasionally we will not watch a movie. But we will watch... this podcast, we'll probably refer to each day right, and move right. it on a... But, and maybe if we double up, we'll say another movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you want to do it too, I mean at this point we're a little, you know, a few days in. But um, if you want to do it too and use the hashtag 31 days of Halloween, um, that's what we're using on our Twitter and uh, Facebook and everything when we're talking about each movie and we are posting each day um on social media which movie we watch that day so you can kind of keep up with it that way if you want to know what we're watching before waiting to listen to the podcast each week we each week each which each each which (laughs) Uh, oh boy so um are we gonna start yeah ready to go day one day one october 1st was Goosebumps. Goosebumps. The uh, came out last year. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Jack Black is the main star of this movie. Um, I really wanted to see it when it came out. It was yeah, just, we it was just never it wasn't did. like you know, we don't go to a lot of movies in the theaters yeah. unless we didn't. Some... Yeah, I mean now uh, Leah has a different schedule. You work, guys, so probably... my schedule has changed. I'm working a normal daytime schedule Monday through Friday. Like a normal human being, so we might be able to do more stuff to right. talk about on this podcast. Well, this month we're just going to watch Halloween, right? But, but in the future, other than that, but uh, so I did want to watch this movie a lot when it came out, but just never really got around to it. It's no. been, but it's been on Netflix for a couple months now, and I, I've been like, oh, I want to watch that, but that'd be a great movie for right, uh, yeah. for October. Um, so we watched it. it. It's great. It's real great. It's really great. It's I, super great. I really. So one of my favorite genres is like is horror comedies, and yeah. I would put this much further on the realm of comedy than horror. It's right. not scary. I mean, in it's any for way. kids. It is. It's kind of a children's movie. Um, I mean, the scary level is yeah, like a kid absolutely. amount of scary. And I would say so. 
one thing I want, were you like a Goosebumps person um, when you were growing up? No, I mean... You were reading really. real books. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you because <laughs> no. you're an asshole. That sounds really snobbish. No, that's not true. I mean, I did read some Goosebumps, but I wasn't super into them. Yeah. Um, they're not great. I mean, like, they're... I mean, to be honest, like, what age What age did you really read a lot of Goosebumps? Was it, like, elementary Second school? Second to fourth grade. I was probably, probably reading, like, not real books. I Origin was probably... of Species, right. Like yeah. Charles Darwin. Right, yeah. I w- the no. Tao of Pooh. The Tao of Pooh. <laughs> no, I was probably reading, like, Sweet Valley Twins books mm. or some girly shit. They're probably on the equal footing of Goosebumps, <laughs> yeah. honestly. Yeah. Um, I, I have re- So I have read a couple Goosebumps books, but I was never, like, super into them. I was them. super... Yeah. into Goosebumps. Like, yeah. really a lot of people really were. Uh, I, I, t- I, I have re- a story about Goosebumps okay. books after you um, I retweeted, I don't know if you saw it, I retweeted on our account the thing someone posted, I've been forever chasing the high of the Scholastic b- Book Fair. Oh, uh, <laughs> I didn't see that. And I was oh like, my oh my god, the, the book fair book was fair. so Does good. Does it get any better? So um, but not just the book fair, but remember you get the little sheet oh, of yeah. paper with yeah. the books coming out, and you get to see what Goosebumps book was coming out, and that was, for me, like, that was a thing. So I read, I mean, I probably had 50-plus Goosebumps books. Yeah. Like, and there's, you know, like, they're they're pretty casual reading, you know? Yeah. I remember my favorite was One Day at Horrorland, It Got Pretty Dark. Yeah. Um, but... Well, in this movie, he does write it... A whole one in like yeah. two hours or <laughs> something. So pretty accurate. <laughs> Clearly, uh, it's a casual I, read. I really loved Goosebumps, and all my friends really loved Goosebumps. I, maybe that was like part of it. Like, if you're all your friends were reading yeah. the newest one. But no, one. I think lots of people, I mean, lots of people I know yeah. really love Goosebumps and read a lot of Goosebumps. I'm not really sure why I. For kids didn't. that like grew up, you know, in the 90s, it was a yeah. big deal. Um, That's also when I was reading a lot of Red Wall. I sure, think. I read Redwall yeah, too. I like, yeah. I mean, is that was, general time? Period? I was reading that stuff as well. I just, I still really like Goosebumps. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I totally. Like but it. I mean, I wouldn't say that Goosebumps is great literature or anything. But I definitely, I think going into the movie, I definitely had an appreciation for it too, and I got more of the references because I had read so many of those. That was books the thing that stuff. I was gonna say was, um, I really liked the movie. But I felt like I wish that I had read more Goosebumps books because there were so many characters. Yeah. You end up seeing a lot of characters, but like they aren't directly referred to. And I was like, I bet if I had read all those books, I would know all the titles of all these books that these were from. Um, And like even the sort of major bad guy characters or whatever, I would know who they were and I would have read their book. And I think it would, I mean, I really liked it anyway, but I think that would add an extra element of fun to the movie if you like recognize the different um what you know books in the in the characters in the movie yeah um my one goosebump story is that i so i think maybe part of why i didn't read goosebumps as much is that i get pretty easily scared by stuff and I think I didn't actually as much when I was a little kid, um, but maybe that was part of it. Um, but my one time, the, the one time that I actually re- have like an actual memory, specific memory of reading a Goosebumps book was we were staying at this hotel on, on Orcas Island, which is up in Washington, like in, Orcas. The, in the sound. Like killer whales. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But it's pronounced <laughs> Orcas. But it, is it spelled or- yeah. O-R-C-A-S? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and we were staying in this hotel and it was this big kind of fancy old hotel and there was a ghost this hotel was haunted you know like it had a ghost True. story associated okay. with it. it was like a red lady or gray lady or right. one of the ladies racist but go <laughs> red on. oh but i think it was the red lady <laughs> oh <laughs> um and so that alone right is kind of creepy when you're a little kid you're like oh the hotel's yeah. haunted and um, but I got really sick when we were staying there, and I had a really high fever. From the ghost. From the ghost, right. And I also remember, so I was laying in bed, I had a fever, so I couldn't really like go out and do stuff, and I was reading, I, I don't know why I had a Goosebumps book with me at this time, but I was reading a Goosebumps book, and I just remember thinking that it, I, w I felt so crappy, like I was so sick that I wasn't scared at all, even though I was reading a Goosebumps book in a haunted hotel hmm. but like my fever was so high that i was basically like delirious so i was like this is totally fine and i'm not scared at all what goosebumps book was it i don't remember i think the cover they was, had range of I scariness i think the cover Aaliyah. was like pink you know how like so. they have different there was a one that was on about that. orcas like killer oh really yeah no it wasn't that one okay. i want to say there was a house on the cover maybe and the sort of uh, outline of the cover was like pink or yes. red uh can't think of the name, but yes, I know. We'll look it up about. later. Um, anyway, so that's my one time that I. Like, it's like the haunted attic or something like that. It's like know. something like I really no basic idea. or something. I, I can't think of it. But, I don't. That's not. <laughs> listen, I have a lot of nostalgic Christmas, but I don't have a categorical right, memory right, yeah. of every single. Movie. So that's the one time that I remember actually reading um, a Goosebumps book. But uh, I. I I really liked the movie a lot. It was like really like a fun, just like fun, like very like it was. Yeah, but I thought it was like well, you know, it was it well was. done. It wasn't like it wasn't like stupid or anything. No, it was, it was it was very. It felt like it was written by a lot of people that had a lot of reverence for the source material, but also were smart and funny. Yeah, it, it, it felt like it was a well written like very tongue in cheek look at something yeah. that people. It was done in a way that anyone could enjoy it, even if you weren't a Goosebumps fan. Like, you you know, like, obviously, right. yeah, you've read I had a Goosebumps a great time, on, But, yeah. like, it doesn't really matter. Like, it's still, you know, like, it's still Jack Black hamming it up and right. stuff. And which, like... like Everyone loves Jack Everyone's Black. charmed he's by that. Like, he's he's fantastic in it because, yeah. you know, like... Basically, I like, if you know what Goosebumps is and you know who R.L. Stein is, mm -hmm. that's, like, enough to... There is a little R.L. Stein cameo in it as well is there yeah did you not notice no that? i don't at know the what end looks like. uh there's a moment where jack black is walking through the halls with the main kid uh through the school and the drama teacher comes oh over okay i says, knew there was yeah. something because he very clearly referred to yeah, him and says, in like a... and he calls him mr black yeah so switch yeah names, okay you know? that makes and sense he's the drama teacher I knew, I knew that that meant something but i didn't know what it meant um, um yeah so did rl stein have did he help write it did he have any input on the movie any, like, no did he get idea. to sign off on it i'm and sure say, they like, i'm sure they probably gave him a idea but i my guess is he probably out doesn't have control over that yeah. license and they can do what they want with it but my two favorite things about the movie mm -hmm. were the music which is funny because i don't actually usually notice music much like it's not one of the things that i tend to like really notice in a movie and be like oh my god that music was amazing but something about like the intro like when you're hearing it 
So there's not anything really going on except the intro, so you are sort of focusing more on that. Um, it was just really sort of that classic horror, but like kind of the, not like kids horror, but you know, I don't know if really even know how to explain it, but sort of that, I just want to say like classic horror a little bit, but like with the fun edge to it. Do you know what I'm saying at all here? Yeah, no exactly. Um, and I really liked it, and I thought that it went really well with the movie, but also it kind of like, it gave, I felt like it, it's basically it gave the like, movie like a nostalgic edge too, because the music sort of reminded me of like, if the movie had been made. Are, are you basically saying like, the score was the monsters theme? I mean, that's what I think of when I think fun horror sound. I don't even know what I'm trying to say, except that I liked it. Kind of, yeah. It's creepy. Yeah. It also is fun. Right. Yeah. It's creepy, but like has a little pep in its step. Yeah. And so the whole time I was like, this music is really good. And then I, at the end, I was looking at the credits and it's Danny Elfman. So of course, yeah. I that's, didn't know that going that's in. That's kind of his bag. It's yeah. Like right. Creepy, so I was like, oh, fun. well, clearly that makes perfect sense. Um, so that was, that's one of the things I really liked about it. The other thing was, in addition to classic, the classic music, it had classic gags that always make me laugh. Like, so many of the jokes were just, like, specific types of gags, but ones that I always think are funny. Uh, an example is the Zamboni moment. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, that's like a such moment. a, like, you knew exactly what was going to happen, <laughs> but, but it's it funny anyway. every time. There's yeah. a Zamboni, they're, like, running away from the, the Yeti. And the, the one kid, like, gets on the Zamboni, and the other two kids are, like, running up, and they jump on, and they're like, punch it! And so he punches it, and it goes, like, and then there's just a wide shot where it's going, like, one mile an hour. It's such a classic joke. Like, <laughs> it's know, been done so many times. I am never times, not going to laugh at that joke. It's always funny. It is funny 100 out of 100 yeah, times. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the jokes in this movie were those kinds Super of classic jokes, jokes but really done funny. really well yeah. in a way that I was like, this is hilarious. Yeah, I really like. I like. Do you know what joke? We both laughed really hard at the joke early on. Not the punch it joke. No, uh -oh. well that was the second most I laughed. The most I laughed. Uh, we're spoiling the movie, but like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, don't listen one, if you don't want to know what jokes joke. happen Honestly, in the movie. Usually, when we're at a movie like in the theater. Were the two people laughing yeah. really hard at one <laughs> yeah. joke that no one else no is laughing one else at? Is laughing so we're the only I'm not too laughing. concerned that we're ruining this joke for someone. But there's a joke that is <laughs> where there the kid calls the police, and there's these two police officers that are pretty funny. Oh, one yeah. is like oh, the yeah. main police officer who's you know kind of a you know very kind of hick like yeah. you know, and then he has his trainee. Yeah, and. <laughs> And the kid calls and he pretends to be a police officer on the phone. And that leads to a moment where the, the main police officer says, Do you know what the, what the punishment is for impersonating a police officer? And the woman goes... The trainee. The trainee is like, three years. And then he goes, no, it's, it's a written warning. <laughs> about that joke oh that was God. so charming to me so, okay. actually the, all the interactions yeah. between the the like 
trainer police officer mm-hmm. or officer and the trainee police officer. Yeah. Like the part where she like they they open the door and she's like, I'll shoot him or yeah, something. Yeah, and the yeah. guy's like, no, no, that's not in the 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 kid, like the comic relief friend. Yeah. He was really funny yeah, and really likable. Um he is like really into the late like that's yeah. always a joke that I like too where like the nerdy comic relief friend is always super into the ladies you know and like trying to get with the ladies yeah no i i mean honestly not to tip my hat too much here going through all these movies on this but this is your favorite no attack the blocks what attack the block Block, i've already talked about how much i like this movie on an earlier episode but of the movies that we hadn't seen which was all of other than attack the block right well you and these are all new to you because you haven't seen attack the block but of the movies that were new to me, like, because Attack the Block's the only one. This was your This movie. is by far, in a way, yeah. my favorite. Yeah. Not to, like, now it's all downhill, and I'm going to say, like... That's not that's true. It. I enjoyed some of the movies that we watched. Some of the movies. <laughs> uh, but, oh, God, people are stopping listening. No, um, no because then they know what not to watch. That's well. true. Uh, I lo- We don't dislike things very often, so... No. Don't you want to know what things we dislike? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, I... I really like this movie, and it's a movie that I would find myself maybe revisiting yeah. again in a future. Yeah, I feel like it could Halloween. become a, classic a yearly movie. tradition, a yearly thirty-one. Day. Like I feel like there are certain movies it's just that fun. I we just would like, want to watch every yeah. year at thirty-one days just, of Halloween. It's a movie I really want. Yep. Like it's, I, I like this tone of movie. It's like it's got the Halloween feel, but it's fun yeah. and lighthearted, it's a fun and romp. it just makes you feel good inside. Like. And there's good performances, and yeah. it's you know good music, and it's it's just a, it goes by really fast. I didn't I didn't feel like looking at my phone the whole time. No, nope, like, it, it was great. great. It's a great movie. Um, day so, two. Yeah, day two. October so, 2nd. so should we do a recommend or don't recommend, or is that too black and white? Uh, sure. We like for that. each movie that we watch, should we say like we would recommend that you watch Super this? Super recommend for yeah. Ghostbusters. Oh. Go- Ghostbusters. <laughs> also, Ghostbusters is good. <laughs> the first Ghostbusters is a great movie. Uh, we haven't Goosebumps, watched the new one no. yet, but no, we might. We're planning on doing that yeah. this month. Uh, Goosebumps. Super recommend. Yeah. We recommend. If you haven't seen it yet, it's on Netflix, so if you have Netflix, yeah, it's watch free. it. It's oh, free. I guess it's not free because technically you're paying for Netflix. But. It's $10 a month yeah. for Netflix. Get ne- Why don't you have Netflix? You should probably have Netflix. <laughs> what are you doing with your life? And, uh, there's lots of good things on Netflix. Yeah. Um, All right. October Day number 2nd, two. We watched The Visit. The Visit. Um, the Visit was something I had been wanting to see. It came out last year. Mm-hmm. I'd been wanting to see it since last year because I do um, ultimately... I like M. Night Shyamalan. Um, okay. I mean, you mean overall? Overall. You like, would if say we're you really like looking at because, more than So, you what I would say is, I. His movies? I, re- I, I really enjoy The Sixth Sense. Yep. Um, I absolutely love Unbreakable. I absolutely love Signs. Yep. It's like your I favorite. I enjoy The Village, despite some people really. I really like that movie. I think it has a great look to it. It's the look mostly. Like I would watch that movie every time because it's real pretty to look at. The twist is the thing that really turns me off from that movie. But but I I really like that movie. I like it. The uh, Lady in the Water is weird. I never saw that one. I don't. You know whatever. Um, The happening is one of the absolute worst things I've ever seen in a wonderful way. Have um, I seen that one? I don't know if you've I seen it I don't know if I have. Um, it's 
We should watch that this month because it is. Yeah, I have. It What's is, it about? Is it aliens? It's about plants that kill people by pumping gas in the air to make them kill themselves. It's one of the worst things. Oh, I've wait. Ever is seen. that the black and white one? It's not black and white. Uh, but it's cool if you watch it black Are and there white. bees? There are. Who's in it? Mark Wahlberg. And well, he talks about bees. Is there a bees. girl? Zoe Deschanel. Okay, yeah, I have seen it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I and liked Ma- it. Mark Wahlberg talks about the bees. What's happening with these bees, guys? Yeah. It's crazy. Okay, that's the part I remember about the bees. The bees, they're dying off. That's it's a, crazy. That's that's a good Mark Wahlberg. Version. No, I'm not really going hardest on it. Uh, uh, I, I liked it. It's it's bad. Right. It's like but very I, bad, I it was but fun in to a watch. fun way. Yeah. It's a very much like B movie. Um, so, <laughs> calm down. Listen. I was just shot beer <laughs> out of my nose. I get it. B movie, whatever. Uh, we so, also are going to watch B movie. <laughs> no, oh. we're not. Uh, I've never seen B movie. I haven't either. No. Um, after, did you see After Earth? I don't, I saw it by myself, no, so I don't think you ever saw it. I don't think so. It's super bland for a movie that the premise shouldn't be as bland. It's, right. And he didn't write it, I don't think. I think he just directed it. Um, I didn't hate it, um, but it's very straightforward, and Will Smith... It, you know how in uh, oh right that one was, of the that things I Will loved Smith. about Suicide Squad. No, I Squad, definitely didn't see that. Uh, one is that the, Will Smith gets to be Will Smith? He's Will Smith yeah. as fuck. Yeah. That is what I have said. That is my official review of Suicide Squad. Will Smith be Will Smith as fuck, and that's a which that's is a what you want. Glowing recommendation, yeah. and like I love when he's super Will Smith. Yeah. Uh, He's not Will Smith. He's not anything in After Earth. It's very bland, and he's very straight-laced. Like, that's his character. He's, like, this super stern father and, like, very, like... It's not great. Like, and his son is kind of the main character and stuff. But After Earth, I didn't think it was, like, a piece of trash. Like, some people thought it was, like, really awful. I just thought it was bland, and there wasn't much to say about it. But, um... But overall, if you look at that list, obviously it weighs much higher in the earlier things. Right. But uh, I like I liked the movie he did the story for Devil, the one with the crazy, oh yeah, we just the, talked the about elevator that movie. Yeah, it's not fantastic, but it's it, I think it's I like an okay episode of the Twilight Zone yeah. stretch to an yeah. hour and a half. Um, there's things I like about that. So there overall, I, overall, you I like M Night yes, Shyamalan. Agreed. So this movie, I was excited to see a new M Night Shyamalan movie, yeah. especially because this was pretty well received, mm-hmm. and uh, it's very outside of his box. Yeah, uh, it's I don't not, think I would have you, guessed. No, you wouldn't be able to look at no. it and see it. And um, <clears throat> I, there is like kind of a twist, but it's not like an M twist, Night Shyamalan and it's a twist. very obvious <clears throat> twist, like that is telegraphed throughout the whole movie, yeah. and it's not it's not a twist that you're like, I feel clever right. that I figured out. It's a twist right. that you're it's like... Not, I yep, wouldn't say it's is, like an M. Night yeah. Shyamalan twist, it's just like a regular twist. But, I I enjoyed it. I thought no, it, I liked it. I thought it was absolutely fine. I felt unsettled by it, if that was yeah. the goal, because it's a scary movie. Because old people are creepy movie. as hell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, I thought it was... Okay, I I didn't. It's not a movie that I would find myself maybe revisiting no. in the future. Here's the thing: revisiting. I, oh boy. Uh, here's the thing I really, absolutely loved about it. Okay. There's one thing that was I it the was kid over the moon for it. The kid was funny. Oh. I, I thought it was good, but I liked no. how he ended all his raps with 
Ho. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> it's great. That, that is funny. I like the kids in it. I thought yeah. the kids did a really good job. Um, yeah, they were good. They yeah. were really good. And the old people were creepy. Yeah, everybody, the so, actors were yeah, good. Yeah, I think All the good performances good. Yeah. in it. Um, I, okay, so just to say real quickly, uh, this is a extreme spoiler for this movie, so... Stop listening. Skip ahead for two minutes. If, yeah. Because I'll talk about this really quickly. Um, so starting now, I'm going to talk about the, the big spoiler in this. Okay. Um, the thing I loved about this movie is that it's a found footage movie, and everyone who's the main character lives. Yeah. Uh, because that is one of my biggest issues with found footage, is that you know if it's a found footage movie... All the main characters are dead. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's not okay to have found footage. Like, well, any movie. When you say main characters, you mean the kids, the protagonists. Yeah, the kids that you like. I would argue that the other people are main characters. Yes, but they don't. The old people are dead. Whatever. Like that's fine. But the mom is right. alive. Uh, the two kids. The two kids are alive. That's pretty much it. So, and that's all the people you care about. Right. Like, it's okay for a villain to yeah. die, but I, I have a an issue with found footage just in the sense that I don't like the idea that when you, it feels like when you enter into a found footage movie, you know that the, whoever's filming it is going to die and all the characters that you like are going to die. And I, I feel like it's gone too far on the edge of that being predictable. And I I liked, I I just liked that they, they broke that. I feel like um, this is a little different than your rate. Like the the way that this is a quote unquote mm-hmm. found footage movie though is a little a different good, than I, I your like, regular found. Right. Like it's not found. It's a good footage. idea. I it's, thought the the premise yeah. of it was so good. So basically, cause... the main girl in it, who's what nineteen, um, was she that old? I think so. Because wasn't she, she going was off to college? Like Fifteen. I thought she said she was nineteen. I thought she was younger. Oh, anywho, she's some kind of teen. Um, wants to be a filmmaker, so all of all of the well, all of the footage in the movie um, is her footage that she's recording because she's going to make a documentary film about this visit where they go to visit their grandparents. Um, and there's two cameras because she gives a camera to her brother too, so there's footage from both. Uh, but all the f- camera footage is like her f- footage for her movie that she's going to make. So it's a little different than like your regular found footage movie where. It's not like found after the fact because everyone's dead. It's like she makes, she's using it to make a movie, basically. She's 15. I could have sworn they said no. she was 19. They said she, she doesn't 15. really look 19. No, she looks young. I feel like, don't you think she's 15 and 13? Like Alex? That's exactly what I was thinking the whole so time. So much like Alex. Yeah, she, she really that, reminded me of Alex a lot. That Alex and Jackson actually listen to the, our podcast, but if they do, you guys should watch that movie because she girl does. Looks like she Alex. did. I was thinking that the whole time. I almost said that to you a couple times. Yeah, like, I know. I did too. So much like Alex. Um, um, another thing I want to say, which is also along the spoiler line, so it's probably been two minutes. But if you're just tuning in now, stop tuning in again for another two minutes. Um, is that? Uh, the crap! I totally forgot what I was gonna say. Never mind. Let's move on. Um, but yeah, I I liked it. I'm I'm glad I saw it. Like I yeah. I thought it was a good throwaway watch one time, and you know I wouldn't it wouldn't be a oh, movie. I remember. Go ahead. Sorry. The other thing that so um part of the story is that their father left, and so hmm. it's not it's not like a main part of the story, but it's it's important to the story that their mm-hmm. father has like left their family basically 
Um, and they, they both, it, it comes out through the course of the movie in this documentary footage that they both sort of have some serious issues associated with the fact that their father left. Like it was kind of traumatic and they both have sort of weird idiosyncrasies now that mm -hmm. are because of that. And I thought this was really like underplayed, but in a cool way that it wasn't part, like the main focus of the movie, but it's kind of like an important part of the story is then at, during this visit, they go through this huge trauma that's obviously way bigger and we won't like to say everything because that's giving it all away, but they go through this huge trauma, which is way bigger than their trauma of their father leaving them. And then at the very end, there's a scene where it mm. shows that they've both gotten over these weird, like they're actually more well-adjusted now because like somehow the huge trauma has wiped out their weird, like, um, you know, it, mental idiosyncrasies that they were carrying with them from the trauma of their father leaving. Did you like think, I don't, I feel like that was like a really cool, important thing that that sort of like, yeah. it like laid that out at the end. And I yeah. thought that was kind of a cool idea that it was like, they yeah. went through such a horrible thing. Right. And um, somehow are, have come out more normal and well adjusted than just after they had gone through this thing with so their father. You know what? Uh, it actually made me think of was a movie that I thought did a very similar thing, um, but is a much better movie, um, was 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, oh, yeah. and one of the things I love so much about it, a lot of people, um, so if you haven't seen this movie, I'll also, also I'm going to talk about spoilers. And did somebody, did you pick that? Somebody picked no. that as uh, their, um, Cam Cameron. Did. Oh, Cameron. Um, so, <clears throat> The thing is, it's one of my favorite movies of the last while, but um, I, di I didn't, it came out this year, didn't it? It was January. Um, yeah. And so it, BVS is going to dominate, but that would probably be my second choice. Um, I really loved that movie, but one of the things that it got a lot of grief for was um, that the there's the ending segment of it, which is the kind of sci-fi craziness segment of it. And... I, I, I understand some people are coming from the perspective of like, oh, you know, like, it didn't need it. Like, it's a great movie if it's just her escaping that, the situation. But I that's part of what made it really cool was that it was like, oh, it wasn't just right a weird human being I, situation. It was actually also it yeah. really is there is a alien. I I I really liked the segment. I thought it was cool, and it also is a unique. <clears throat> It's a unique juxtaposition from a movie that takes it is such a slow burn and just like takes it so slowly for so long, yeah, and then goes all out in this craziness. But the thing that I really loved about it is that this that movie is essentially a story of someone whose first decision in all situations of conflict is to run away. And all she does is run away. That's how it sets the movie up. Yep. That's what she wants to do is she wants to get away from everything that... She's just going to bail. You know, if not something. saying that the situation that it sets it up, because it definitely sets it up like, I don't know what that... It is vague about the situation she was in with the man that she leaves at the beginning. Um, but it is very much a parallel to domestic abuse. And like it, it very much feels like someone... Who needs to escape a situation? Yeah, I mean, they she, clearly the, set it up as she is going to just bail if she things are bails when things are hard. Yeah, that's basically what the character is. 
And at the end, she goes through a situation where she is forced to fight back to some, at, at something. Right. For um, her life. Something way bigger than she yeah. is. Uh, something way bigger than any of us is. Uh, and that's what I love about it. You know, like, I love that idea that, like, it's something that is a parallel to what is small and personal to her, but it also is a much bigger deal, and it's a big deal to the planet. Right. You know, like, yeah. it's the biggest deal. The biggest of but all But then deals. the end of the movie you is so... It's so uh, dependent on the sci-fi element of that happening for the end of the movie to resonate. And the end of the movie is her deciding to, instead of running away and just keeping driving, she listens to a call on the radio. And goes to try and, and help someone. goes to the danger. Yeah. And goes to help people. And she faces danger instead of bailing out how she has in every situation in her life because she proved to herself that she can face it. Yeah. And that's why that movie... That movie is a great thrill ride, but that's why that movie is going to stick with people. Yeah. Um, ultimately. And I thought that the the visit, while nowhere near in the realm of... I mean, it's just not as good of a movie. Right. Like, for a lot of reasons. It's right. not... It doesn't have as good as performances, even though there are good performances. It doesn't have as... You know, it's not a story that resonates as easily with people. I mean, yeah. it's a very... It's a very self-contained story. It does the same kind of thing... Where it takes a, a story that is self-contained um, and uses it to encourage the protagonist's change in their right. life. They grow you because know. of... Yeah. And I like that. And especially in a found footage movie, you don't see that ever. Yeah. Like, I mean... Because everyone's dead. Yeah. They can't grow at the end. Found footage movies don't show character growth. It, there is, like, small mo Like, there'll be moments of heroism or something like yeah. that. But they're very small and self-contained. Like, someone will throw themselves in front of a monster or something like right. that. Very basic. And this movie is, like, all character growth at the yeah, end. It's, it's a, it is... <clears throat> everything's a parallel to those characters growing and they they do a really good job with it yeah. I, I i really thought that it was, it was pretty so effective like yeah. again this isn't a movie like i'm gonna want to revisit a bunch but it's but i would say that's more because of the the rest of the aspect of the movie like the scary story aspect i more don't really care to watch again yeah. If there had been some other scary story element and but the same kind of growth, character growth, I feel like I might be more wanting to rewatch that movie. Yeah, it. I encourage people to watch. Yeah, it. I, I would. I would recommend it. Movie, and I, I'm glad that I saw it. Yeah. And I, I do think that this is one of his strongest movies in quite a while. Um, I. <clears throat> I'm looking forward to that one. He's doing that one with James McAvoy that seems pretty interesting. But um, I, I, I thought it was a pretty good return to form for him. And, yeah. And, you know, like, it's it was outside of his yeah. traditional box. And it had a creepy element. It had... Uh, it's scary. There's some jump scares in yeah. it. And you get freaked out a little bit. But yeah. um, old people be scary. Yeah. I um, think, actually, M. Night Shyamalan scary is, like, the right amount of scary for mm -hmm. me. Like... It's always creepy and a little scary, but never enough that I'm, like, super scared yeah. when I'm trying to go to sleep later at night. Yeah, no, but I uh, yeah. I would put it at a recommend. I also would put it I wouldn't put it at a super recommend. No. Which is the additional category. But I would say, I would put it as, if you haven't seen it, you should it. go ahead and watch it. It's worth watching. Yeah. 
Um, and it's short. It's like it's less than an hour <clears> and a half, I think. Most found footage movies right. are, which because it makes sense with the conceit of a video, you know, like a camera right. can only right, record yeah. so much. So yeah. um, we got digital now, bro. <laughs> and we watch, uh, yeah. Well, especially with that, because she's uploading the footage on yeah. the camera. Um, day three. Day three, October third, was Dracula Untold. Untold. Bum bum bum. Dracula Untold maybe is the launch of the. Universal Monsters universe, maybe, maybe not. We it don't might know. be the Mummy next year. We don't know um, with Tom Cruise, but uh, they might just be pretending like this one didn't hey, happen. Listen, I'm all in for universes. I love that shit. It's true. Um, I do love universes. Is uh, Tom Cruise gonna be the Mummy? No, he's oh. like he's like the main character. He's that isn't like the, the Brendan Fraser. Oh, okay. The Mummy movie. I, okay, um, I see what you mean. <clears throat> Uh, Dragula Untold is, I would say the first like 15 to 20 minutes, I was like, I do not like this in any way, and I'm bored to tears. Like, it was just like something well, I was like, there's a lot I'm of not... setup. It, it's exposition heavy. Like, yeah. it is very exposition heavy, and I was like, this is kind of boring. Like, I yeah. don't know if well, I care about this. Like, Dracula has this whole life. Right. Dr- quote unquote Dracula, who in this is like still Dr. basically a, no, that's a different one. He's basically, I mean, even though he's not a human, he's still mostly a human being, like pretty much all of this movie. Like he's not Dracula. Mm-hmm. Um. So the lot of the beginning of the movie is the setup of like his life before this yeah. all happens to him, which is not super exciting. No. I, I was not engaged with this movie until probably 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. Ago. But I ended up enjoying it well enough. Like, I, yeah. I, it was fine. I, it is totally fine. I honestly, my favorite thing about it was his cool dragon armor. Yeah. Well, I would say if there's a reason to watch this movie, it's because it's like, pretty to look at it's it's a it's a decent looking yeah movie. there's like there's some cool good stuff to see happening yeah. um yeah there's, there's some, some cool design work yeah like yeah. it just like feels like the design like the costume design yeah. looks really it's really on point like there's all like these little touches that i really like to it um it just the story and character development is not very bland everything to watch yeah, this I, I mean it's fine i I wasn't disappointed that we watched it. I'm glad no, I watched I, it. No, I'm not. I'm not upset we watched it either. To be honest, the the most excited I was was like the very end when they're like in present day, and mm. I was like, I would watch the hell out of this movie. I liked uh, Charles Dance's. Yeah, um, he's real good. Charles Dance's. Maybe I would say the most handsome old man yeah. on the planet. He is pretty good he's, looking. He's how he, old is he's he? Charming. He's, he's pretty be old. Seventies. Right? Yeah. I mean, he's an older dude. Uh, yeah, he's good. I mean, everybody in this movie is pretty good looking. Yeah, well, obviously. Um, yeah, th- I mean, there's. M- I, I feel like this was a movie that was... It wasn't even a long movie. It was like an hour and a half. It was mm. pretty short. But I feel like... There I feel like, like it could have maybe done with being a little longer. Maybe. I guess it was just like... I kind of just felt like there was like a few moments in it that I really liked. And it went far enough that I felt like I was more positive about yeah, it no, than I was I, negative. I wouldn't say I disliked it, it. I liked I thought like when <clears throat> when you know I like when, it when he kicks everyone's ass. Yeah, exactly. Like Luke Evans as Dracula like just like turning into bats and like just destroying people. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah it was fun. Apparently this movie they did this like study thing where they 
the, they tallied the highest on-screen deaths. And I feel like this was either two or three. Oh, really? The highest Ever? is... Yes. The highest is um, Guardians of the Galaxy because all the Nova Corps gets oh, destroyed yeah. technically on screen. It's like a stretch, yeah, but it's like, it's like 80,000 yeah. on screen, which is a super stretch. I mean, like, don't you think like you could technically say Whose like... Whose job is you this? You could say like Alderaan. Like how many people lived on Alderaan? Right. But you're not seeing anyone. But are you? Like, it's, I'm know. just saying like, it's a very right. like, you know, Broadway. <laughs> Uh, so, um, you know, it's fine. I, I think, here's what I would say. I would be very open to Luke Evans continuing on as Dracula. Agreed. And I would be super on board with that. And I think it would retroactively make this, me like this movie a little bit more because it's part of that universe. I think as a whole, it's okay. Yeah, and it's, not, it's fine. It's not a bad way to spend an hour and a half. There's worse right. ways to I didn't to, uh, want my time back. But it's it's not if 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 we are recommending it as the idea of you should spend your hour and a half on this. I would say. I feel like there are vampire <laughs> movies I would recommend more. Yeah, I would say maybe there's better ways to spend an hour. And yeah, a half. I would say this but is like worse, between right? <laughs> a rec- this is like a neutral. Like if you don't have anything else to do and you want to watch it, right. go for it. I would we say, wouldn't say don't watch it. I would say it's okay and you won't feel horrible about that right. hour Agreed. and a half. But it's a movie that you'd probably like more if you were watching it on the USA Network on a rainy afternoon yeah. in January. Yeah. Like if you just like were like yeah. flipping through the channels and it's there and you'd see some yeah. cool stuff and you're looking at your phone most of the time. <laughs> It's it's okay. It's super okay. I feel like they okay. were kind of setting it up for possibly a sequel with the end bit, and I yeah, wish that they would actually make that. The movie. sequel is probably going to be more interesting. Yeah, you know, if they ever made it, which they're which probably, they're not because I'm sure this unless there's like a super, you know, like multiple monster movie, and they use Luke Evans, which I, I do think they should use him because I think he he is right. Like I one like of the him. stronger parts yeah. of the movie, and I it like. had Rickon in it. <laughs> Rickon is. A, uh. I don't know that kid's actual name, but he has the same hair even Rickon. as when he's Rickon. His name is Rickon. It's probably because he was also filming Lord of the Rings, or Lord of the Rings. Um, <laughs> What's that called? Game of Thrones, I'm sorry. Game of Thrones. At the same time, he had to have the same hair. Uh, um, I will say that the actually one of the things that stood out for me the most about this movie, and I don't really usually use the term suspend your disbelief or whatever that garbage is because most of the time my oh, yeah. my disbelief is always suspended but no talk he, about that talk about that garbage i want to say that this this guy dracula if you will is supposed to be like this super badass warlord like he's killed so many people he's like the best warrior ever and like four times in the movie he just like does not see any basic war moves coming like they are ambushed on multiple occasions i'm just wondering what he how has he gotten to be such a famous warrior and he like can't i thought you were talking that somebody, i thought your sp- suspension of disbelief problem was the ending where he figures out the way to kill all the vampires oh that at too. the end that too but okay, that that comes. That's what I mean about bad decision making. <laughs> Basically, my main problem with this movie is that he just makes a lot of bad decisions. 
I expect him to make better decisions yeah, he and be smarter about some, things, and he, he just makes some is not. Very Vlad decisions. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not sure if that collar pull let me here. Check if that picked up on the mic. I said <clears throat> Vlad decisions. Vlad. That's V L A D. The Impaler. You know, because he's Dracula. V L A D. Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. All right. They get just it. wanted to make they sure that. Uh, check check if that's check like, microphone. Just check the they microphone. Okay, got it. Yeah. So uh, that was really my main problem with the movie is like, there were multiple times when I was like, he would not. He should have seen this coming. He should have realized this sooner. He's a meat. What head. is he doing? He just kills. That's what he does. I guess. But how do you get to be such a highly acclaimed warlord without knowing sort of how battle generally works? He's kind of an idiot. He's uh, all pretty and no brains. All right. Well, so... We would tentatively recommend. I... Neutral. Yeah. If there's I a neutral, I'll take it. I, would put, I wouldn't go lower than neutral. I, I liked it enough that I would not unrecommend If there's it. a neutral, I say neutral. And we're... There's a neutral. We can choose neutral. Uh-huh. Uh, if the choice is between hard... Recommend or not recommend? I think we can choose neutral. I would say we no. don't have to go full black okay. and white. But I would. I I'm just saying I would pick not recommend if I have to choose between recommend and not recommend. I don't think I would pick not recommend. Okay. I think I would pick. Recommend. So we average to neutral. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I don't think it's trash or anything. I'm just saying. Right. I know. I just think on the you have an hour and a half of time. This is not how I would recommend someone spend time. <laughs> Uh, if you have nothing else to do. So, the next... We we went out to the theater. The theater. The theater. On day four. On day four to our, our favorite theater. Roadhouse. The Roadhouse. Shout out to Roadhouse. Love it's like Roadhouse. one of those fancy ones where they have If the, anyone listens from Roadhouse, we will promote you for free tickets and food. Yep. And those cool <laughs> I'll shirts. I'll sell out immediately. <laughs> We already have. We're uh, doing no, it anyway. We really like Roadhouse. Roadhouse is great. It's you one sit of, in big recliners, yeah. and they bring you food, we and have to it's pay a for nice it. meal. Well, I mean, it's not free, but, you know. Yeah, it's a movie with food great. and fancy chairs that you can recline, and there's little Fantastic. tables. You can have beer. There's beer. There's wine. There's cocktails. Anything you want. There's there's uh, fancy cocktails that are based on the movies that are in the theater at that moment. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, so we watched Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Which Dan can never remember the name of, and he just had to read it off uh, the paper. Um, <clears throat> I've been wrestling with this one, Leah. Okay. Tell me. Tell me your thoughts, Dan. Uh, we haven't really talked about this movie much. Well, like a little bit. We haven't really talked about uh, any of them much no, because we, we are saving save it, it for, for the podcast. podcast. Uh, I... Feeling like I really didn't like this really? movie. Like, in a way that I don't... Not like... Not in a way where I'm like, that's a piece of shit and I hate it. Not like that. I wasn't mad about it. I just kept sitting there while we were watching it and I was just like, I just wish I wasn't watching this movie. Really? Yeah. I that's didn't want to watch this movie. I did not feel that way. Uh, it... I don't know what it was about this movie. I, it was a weird situation because 
this is a uh, usually I'm very in tune with what's go- coming out, what's going on. You're fairly in tune. You know, you're not like out of loop or anything. I'm kind of out of the loop. Neither of us had ever seen a trailer for this movie. No. We knew Tim Burton directed it. All we'd seen was like posters for it and stuff. I did see Eva Green was in it. Somewhere on the internet, it referred to as a combination of the X Men. Okay. And with the kids, you know, because like when the kids are fighting, I think. Uh huh. And then some other stuff. I just remember the X Men comparison, and I was like, "All right, we'll see how that goes." I. I just. I don't know what it was that I didn't like about this movie, but I just... So... So do you think going into it, not knowing anything about it, well, here's was the thing. good or bad? The thing is... Do you think that would have made a difference? I, I very rarely see things I don't like. And I think a big part of that is because I know who I am, and I know what I'll like, and I don't go to see things that I think I won't like. But do you think if you'd seen a trailer for this, you would have known enough to know that you wouldn't like it? I can't imagine that the trailer would have discouraged me from seeing it. Um, but I felt I felt about the same about this movie as I did about Dark Shadows, um, oh. which was, I thought it was super mediocre. And I liked I Dark Shadows. I, I thought if I had to watch one of these movies again, I would watch Dark Shadows. Again. Although, to be honest, I was drunk when mm-hmm. I watched that, and that might have had some impact on how much I liked it. I... I just, I think like overall, like the thing is, I feel like it was super competently made and I think it, I don't think the writing was bad. I don't think the acting was bad. Well, let me rephrase that. I think overall the acting is fine. Um, I, you have accent issues, right? Well, I think Asa Butterfield was Penny dreadful. Is he in that? No. Just because Eva? Eva Green's oh. in it. Uh, I thought he was bad because he had to have an American accent. Right. And it felt like he was trying so hard to have an American accent, which to me didn't make sense because you could find a way for him to have a British accent. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, say, And also you use Chris O'Dowd, who has a charming Irish accent, and like, you don't have right. to... Like, you don't need to do that. Like, Well, where you would, was that movie? Because like, a lot of those people were obviously not American. Yeah. So I assume maybe it was filmed somewhere. It looked, I mean, it definitely looked like it was filmed in England or something. So maybe it was just convenient because all those people were already over there. I guess. I don't know. I, either way, I, overall, I think from top to bottom, the thing is very commonly made. And I don't think it's in terms of Tim Burton's last 15 years of filmmaking. I think it is, Maybe in a more like in the top half, like it. I thought like it's it's fine, but I don't know. It just felt like I don't know. There's something about it that it felt like it was trying to charm me, and I it just didn't work. Like I just like didn't like it. I I and I I have a very bad reaction to when I don't like something because I like stuff like. Almost top to bottom, I like everything. Yeah. Like, so when I really, actually, legitimately don't like something, and like I'm like sitting, in, I don't know. I question it because whenever I don't like something, I always want to watch it again because I want to make sure that I don't like something. Right. Because I don't want to be like 
I felt weird that day or I was hungry or I was tired or like I don't right, know how yeah. I felt like you know but man this movie just like it was the least I liked a movie that I'd watched in a theater for I can't remember like, yeah that's what happens when you go to movies that you don't know anything about because normally we so. only go to yeah. movies that we know we're gonna like cause and maybe if I was sitting at home and we had watched this on you know stars on demand or something like we had watched it on Amazon Prime. Yeah. I would have been like, yeah, it's fine. In the same way that like, because I'm wondering if I had seen Dracula Untold. You would have been like, why did I go to the theater, theater to see I'd this? I'd be like, why did I watch this? Like, yeah. maybe that's part of it. It does. I don't know. And the roadhouse charm can only go so far. At least you're distracted uh, by eating I, part of the time. I don't. This is one of those situations where I really don't think this is a bad movie. I don't think it's a bad movie at all. I think it's a very solidly made movie. I think almost everything about it is totally functional and achieves what it wants to do. It just was not a thing I liked. I, I didn't, that's it was fine. not you made for me. You don't have to know. like everything. No, I, uh, but I'm just saying, that's like, I don't like, because I was thinking about it a lot, because it, it just doesn't happen very often where I outright do not like something. And yeah. There was something about this movie that I still am not sure I can articulate that I just didn't like. I just wanted to leave. Like, the whole time, I was just like, I wish I had more food to eat or something so I could just take my focus off this movie because I just don't like this. Yeah. I feel like I didn't have the kind of reaction that you had. I, I wouldn't say that I was, like, loving it the whole time. But I'd say that I liked it. Like, I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Um... There were a couple things uh, specifically that I wanted to mention. One is Judy Dench is apparently yeah. in this movie, which Very I had briefly. no idea ahead of time. But yeah. still, like that's the kind of thing like when you don't know anything about it, and then like there's a yeah. major actor. in Well, it there's that, a lot. I mean, it's a good cast. It yeah. is a really good cast. Yeah. Um, another thing is is that also cast related, Rupert Everett is in this movie, which like what has Rupert Everett been up to lately? Like I feel like I haven't seen him in um. anything recently. So that was kind of a surprise. Mm -hmm. um, nice surprise, because I like him. And uh, I think that there were some parts about it that I really liked. I, here's the thing with, with Tim Burton, and I don't know if this is just me, but... He's got a great look, right? Like, things that you watch... The movie looks good. Right. So you, you can tell when things are pretty Burton-y. Mm -hmm. Um... But I really think that his look has been, uh, how would I say this? The age of digital magic is not For a friend him. to no, Tim Burton. Like, his look is really suited to practical effects, Absolutely. and it looks great when he does practical effects, but it can just get too... Out of hand, I think, when it just goes all CGI. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's true in this movie, and it has been true in, like, all, any of the movies that he's done fairly recently. And I, I don't think that's necessarily, like, his fault, but I just think that the reason that his movies were so good and, like, resonated so much, or, you know, like, his older movies were because that was when it was all still practical effects. And somehow his yeah. look and his vibe really, really works with practical effects, but with 
digitally produced effects, I just think it gets too... Yeah. I agree. I don't know. Too whimsical without keeping, like, sort of the edgy darkness yeah. of Tim Burton. Um, and I felt that way about this movie, too. Like, it, it looked good, but it just had that same problem where it just yeah. was like, this would be so cool if there was just less of everything done with CGI. Yeah. Um, uh, he, we, we had that, we had a really long conversation about him in general a couple months ago. Uh, not on the podcast, just us. And, uh, it, I think that's maybe what this movie kind of awoke in me that made me think about it a lot this week. Um, because it, it made me think of that conversation, which was the idea of, like, am I even, am I a Tim Burton fan? Do I like Tim Burton, really? Like, because... Well, it's, we just had this whole conversation about M. Night Shyamalan, right? Like, yeah, breaking it down by movies. Right. Overall, do but, I like more Tim Burton movies than... But, but I don't... He's made enough movies now. I don't think I like more movies than I don't like. Yeah. You know, in the last 15 years, I mean, you're looking at, like, Sleepy Hollow. That's like, Sleepy Hollow and Big Fish are the only two movies in the last 15 years. What year was Sleepy Hollow? 2001? Maybe. I don't remember. It's in that realm. But... You're looking at only a couple movies that I actually legitimately like. Uh, I like Big Fish a lot. I really do. Uh, but I wouldn't even consider it like, um, you know, I wouldn't be like, oh yeah. my goodness. But Sleepy Hollow is mostly all practical effects. Yeah, no, it looks great. It, absolutely. And uh, he definitely has gotten away from that. But like, I don't know. I, I start like wrestling with that idea. Like, how much do I even like him? Like, because if someone like... My instinct, when someone's like, do you like Tim Burton? I'd be like, yeah, fucking Tim Burton, yeah. I love Tim Burton. And then I'm like, do I like Tim Burton? I don't know if I like him. Like, because I love, you know, yeah, I love Beetlejuice, and I love Edward Scissorhands, and I love Ed Wood, and I, like, yeah, I can go back in the first 15 yeah. years of his career and be like, yeah, there's a lot of movies I really like. But he hasn't made, I like Big Fish. I like Sleepy Hollow. There has not been, in the last 20 years, a movie that he has made that I have loved. At all. There's no question about it. So I think I picture the aesthetic of Tim Burton, which has a lot to do with the, you know, the practical effects. Because when I picture Tim Burton, I picture Beetlejuice. I picture... Yeah. Um, I picture... Ed, I think Edward Scissorhands is like my... Right. In my brain, right. that's that's the Tim Burton, like, that's his, like, you know, the representation of who he is. And I picture that, and I like that. But I don't think, I, I don't think I like his movies anymore. I seriously hadn't really thought of it this way until just now we're talking about it, but I really think practical effects Tim Burton movies, I really like. All the ones that are newer and have... Because even... So we, we're we maybe going to watch this as one of our movies and we haven't yet this October, but I've seen it multiple times. Sweeney Todd, 
I really like that. I did like Sweeney Todd. But I take your even right. though it's newer, it's mostly all practical effects because like the set piece, which is just like London, you don't need a ton of CGI for that. So that's kind of what's making there me probably think, is a lot of CGI. Well, I know like there's certain scenes like where he's on the ship or but generally it's not the same kind of thing. Most of the sets are just like in rooms where you know what I mean? There's like one where they go to the seaside and that's pretty CGI. Yeah. But like generally speaking, most of that movie is just practical sets. Um and I really like that movie. And I really think that it's the Tim Burton movies where he where a lot of CGI is needed to make the movie happen are the ones that I just don't care about as much. Like mm -hmm. there's a very clear now that I'm thinking about it, there's a very clear line between Practical effects Tim Burton movies and CGI Tim Burton movies. Yeah. And I really like all the ones that are on the practical effects side, and I really don't care about the ones that aren't. So, okay. So, just here, just to go through this really quick. His, the first movie he directed was Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which is great. Mm -hmm. Absolutely wonderful. Beetlejuice, mm -hmm. wonderful. The first Batman movie, great. Yeah. Like, I mean, like... Right. Listen, well, yeah, like, we understand. Yeah. You know, but great. Edward Scissorhands. Great. Fantastic. Batman Returns, I still really like Batman Returns. It's not as good as the first Batman, but it's absolutely great. Ed Wood, 1994. Phenomenal. In there, in between those two, he had created the characters for Nightmare Before Christmas. He didn't direct the movie. Henry Selgrove directed that. But, but still counts. Still is very much... It's very a part of that. Mars Attacks. That's the first one where you're like, mm, I actually you know, don't it's know. fun. I, it's fun. I may have never seen that movie, to be honest. So, Mars Attacks is fun, but it's. I remember you know, everyone talking about it when heavy it came CGI. out. But I don't think I've uh -huh. seen it. Yeah. Heavy CGI. Yeah. You might be onto something. Sleepy Hollow is 1999. Which everyone knows that I love that movie. And I really like Sleepy Hollow. I do. And there's not a lot of CGI. The, there's no, the Headless Horseman is obviously CGI, effects. but mostly it's not. Now, I think for most people, the turning point is 2001, which is Planet of the Apes. Oh, I haven't seen it. Planet of the Apes is... It's something else. Wait, have I seen it? I don't uh, think I've seen it. And then we go... And no, then, maybe I have seen it. And then... Big Fish is after that, so I love great. Big Fish. Really I like, like Big it. Fish. Charlie and Chocolate Factory. That's not great. Now here's the thing about Charlie Tra Chocolate Factory. When you found out that Tim Burton at that point, yeah, you were was directing stoked. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. You're like, that's the and best idea. And has Johnny Depp in it. And Johnny Depp. It wasn't. No. And then he does Corpse Bride, which you would expect would be phenomenal, but it's okay. It was good. You know, it's fine. Yeah. Not enough music, but it's good. Uh, Not and and we get Sweeney Todd, which is solid. Um, I like Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Not, you know, then we get Dark Shadows, which is you know whatever. Frankenweenie was good. You know, yeah. uh, but I don't. But know. I don't think the animated ones count in the practical no, effects no, no, no. CGI and then argument. I haven't. The only one I haven't seen of his movies is Big Eyes, uh, which is he did in twenty fourteen. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that either. Uh, I haven't seen Big Eyes, but but yeah, once you get into it, you're like. I dislike, you know, or am not really hot on ha more than half the movies that he's done. And then you're like, I don't know if I like him. And it ends up 
it ended up being a thing that I started thinking about a lot because I started thinking about the idea of being a fan of someone. Not just being a fan of someone, but being a fan of properties and ideas. And like, you know, like I was thinking about the idea of like, you know, like something like The Simpsons and like being like, am I even a Simpsons fan? I don't know if I am. Right. I think I we talked say, about it once regarding Star Wars where it's like, if you really hate right. all of the prequels, are you really a Star Wars fan? It's so, it it's semantics, I guess, ultimately, but it's something that I sometimes think about a lot. You know, yeah. like I, but the idea that like, you know, like, so seasons three through nine of The Simpsons is my favorite show ever. And then if you were to give me the last five seasons of The Simpsons, it's something I absolutely don't like in a strong dislike category. So am I a fan of The Simpsons? Yeah. I don't know because the idea of a fan is a fanatic. You know, like it's someone who's obsessed with something. So I would consider myself a fan of, you know, Metal Gear Solid because I love it from top to bottom, even the worst parts of it. Um but maybe I'm not a fan of those things that, you know, like you yeah. talk about, like, I, I don't know, like, it doesn't matter ultimately, but it's just something I end up thinking about. Cause I, I, that's something that was going through my head a lot this week because we watched that movie and I was like, if someone was like, Oh, are you a Tim Burton fan? My instinct would say, yes, I'm a Tim Burton fan. Right. But it's, then I'm like, maybe I'm not because right. I only like, like like a third of his movies. If you have to put a qualifier. Right. Like if you have to say, yeah, I'm a Tim Burton fan. I really love his older movies. Right. Then, is then that maybe count? you're not a fan. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's just a conversation that was going through yeah, my head. I it's not, I'm not say, taking a side on it because I think maybe a fan should be something. Maybe it's just that if right. you love Because you could be a, a fan of anything. Yeah. And I'm a, I, I could say I'm a big fan of seasons three through nine of The Simpsons. I'm a huge fan of that. It's my yeah. favorite show of all time. I think but I think maybe if I you were ever a fan of something, then you count. Maybe. Because at some point, only three through nine of The Simpsons had come out, and you were a huge fan. Maybe. I, I don't know, but the thing about people who retroactively hated Lost because of the finale or retroactively hated yeah, well, Battlestar Galactica because of the finale. You know, like, If you retroactively hate a whole show that you love just because of a finale, <laughs> then you're not a fan. I guess so. but You are a person that doesn't like the finale, but you shouldn't like dislike the whole show because of that. I don't know. It's just something I was thinking about. Like, not... I don't think... Uh, I don't know if I have an opinion, like a real good opinion. It's just about a it. question. It's just a question. Like, what it's is a an fan? Existential you know? crisis. I know. It is. I would consider myself a fan uh, if we're really looking at something like, like what are the things that you would consider yourself a fan of? I consider myself. If a you're, fan. if the idea of a fan is someone that loves something unquestionably from top to bottom. Veronica Mars. Yeah. And I love it all. The movie, I love it. And there's all some the rough seasons. stuff in season three. Yeah, oh yeah. I would say I am unquestionably a fan of the OC, even though a whole one of those seasons is not really that good at all. Two of those seasons. Mostly one. Off season three is rough. But I think season four mostly. Season four is phenomenal. Oh, season three is rough. Season two is a downgrade from okay, one. I meant, season three I mean is the rough season. Season, season three, four right, is right, almost right. as good as season one. Right. No, season four is really good. I was just couldn't remember how many mm. seasons there were. So maybe I'm not that big. Uh, yeah. I just have a bad memory. 
I mean, I, yeah, like I love like I would say Metal Gear Solid is something that I'm like. I think like currently right now the DC Cinematic Universe. I'm like something that's yeah. like a super fan of that, and I love everything about that. Like, you know, there's gonna be that Suicide Squad extended. I'm yeah. like, yeah, more Suicide Squad, and everyone's like, I don't want to see more of that piece of shit. And, I'm <laughs> and like, you're like, yes, no, please. Fuck you. I want more Suicide Squad. Uh, but yeah, it, it's weird. I, it's meaningless. It's right. inherently meaningless. It's just a term to put on something. But but this is a it's podcast, a convers- it's which a is a thing where you talk about stuff, and it's a it's thing a, to talk about. It's something I thought about a lot because of Miss Peregrine's right, like school home school. Oh God, no, <laughs> Miss Peregrine's home. For peculiar children. Yes, that's. Uh, but that movie made me think a lot about that question, like yeah. a big question. Which maybe it's good because of that, because it like made me think of those things. Yeah. But that's what it made me think of. Um, but would you have liked it more if you had gotten to see Eva Green's boobs? I could just watch Sin City two again. <laughs> um, she takes it out. A lot. I know. That's what you were saying. Uh, she's a beautiful woman. Does she um, in Penny Dreadful? She does, right? I'm pretty I think sure she there's this. I, I don't know. Like I'm gonna. I want to rewatch that show this month. Eva Green is. I mean, she's in the conversation for she's most a, beautiful. She is an attractive lady. Because she's like stunner. She's got. She's super pretty, but she also has like the little bit of like the odd prettiness edge yeah. to her, which she's got the French accent just makes her extra pretty. Oh my goodness, she's a stunner. She's a stunner. I mean, uh, everyone in this movie was kind of odd looking because it's like mm-hmm. the point, right? Like the blonde yeah. girl has like giant eyes. And she's a very pretty girl too, right. you know? Uh, yeah, that's true. They and, all had like kind of a weird... Yeah. Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. He's a weird guy. Uh, <laughs> he was so... It, it was weird, like... But yeah, it was kind of weird that he was yeah, cast as that. He was a strange... I liked it though. I kind of yeah. liked it. No, he was good in it. I mean, he was one of Samuel my favorite Jackson. parts was like the Jason and the Argonauts style skeleton fight. Uh-huh. I thought that was pretty great. I did like that too. Um, so I, overall, you would not recommend. I would say not recommend. Audience. Okay, I think I would say. I here's the thing. Recommend. I wouldn't super recommend, but I would recommend. I. I shouldn't say not not recommend because too late. You already uh, said it. Hold on, uh, for I think that ultimately most people would probably enjoy this movie more than I did, and in that case, I would say probably go for it, check it out. It's probably worth checking out. I think it's worth watching once but, at yeah, least. Yeah, but I would say like I don't know. Maybe you're like me, but I, I who knows? So I. I personally, for me, it's a super not recommended. So if you're the same as Dan, don't watch it. Which you'll never know. But I actually think it's worth watching because I think most people would probably... I mean, I... I, It's pretty passable. As obvious from our whole conversation about Tim Burton, I didn't, like, love this movie. Um, But I liked it enough that I would say it's worth watching, like, one time. Uh Who was Rupert Everett in it? He was, like, the... The bird watcher guy that was like the skin change of. I don't want to. This is a spoiler if I say. <laughs> the the bird watcher guy with the giant telescope that Chris O'Dowd's character was like, oh, oh why right. am I even bothering to. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. I was like. <clears throat> um, okay. Okay. So that's. Day five, that. Day five. October 5th. 
We watched Dream House. Dream House. Not recommended. No. I would say of, of all the movies that we watched so far, this was my least favorite. Not right. I I don't even right? know. Like I don't know what happened there. Was... Here's the thing. Why would Daniel Craig even be in this? He's like never in movies. He can pick what he wants I to don't do. Rachel Vice was Rachel Weisz had in a it? bad American accent. And Daniel Craig, we thought maybe was trying to do an accent at one point, but then we like decided that no, I he just has his know. regular accent. But we it don't really rough. know. It was rough. It was pretty rough. I don't even know what to say about it. I don't even it. know how to quantify why I didn't like it I as much as I didn't like it. It was... There was so little character development. I, I found like. that the characters were so 100% off-putting at every level. Like, they were such cookie-cutter, like... Right, because there it was, was like, no character development like at all. It was like nobody gave a shit that they were in this movie. Like... It felt like Daniel Craig was like, oh, yeah, I want to be in that thing with the person that I am married to so we can hang out. Are they were, married? Were they married at that point? Are they married now? They are. Oh, well, that makes more sense. But, like, Naomi Watts is a good actress, too. And she was... Yeah, it's because there's nothing in literally this. no time for character development. I'm not sure where... They did get right into it, I'm just not they? sure where all of the time in this movie went, but it was not it was towards... Short. It was like an hour and 20 minutes Developing the characters something. at all. Except maybe kind of the main guy, but it even was then so it was pretty minimal. That movie was just... There was nothing going on. It just sort of all happened really quickly, and then I was like, wait, what is So the plot on? of Dream Also, House. like, was she a ghost, or was it all in his head? I I couldn't even. It doesn't tell. matter. I couldn't. Who even, cares? Because that's exactly. It's I couldn't even tell the intent of the movie. So the plot is, there's a man. Who quits his job. His big business job. Yeah, that is an editor. And he decides an to go and just be a writer. So he goes home to his wife and his two children, and then. He starts. The twist is that he sees dead people. <laughs> basically listen we'll spoil this because don't watch don't this watch movie. it <laughs> the spoiler is gonna be honest just don't watch it he's a crazy person yeah that that may or may not have murdered his wife and kids he didn't he didn't spoiler alert <laughs> <laughs> he sucks don't watch it <laughs> it's it's so nothing there's Oh God! It's so I don't Actually, even know I kind of do want them to watch it just so they can experience. I don't know why it was. <laughs> I was like, the trailers looked okay for it when I had seen it like four years. And for ago. the first like twenty minutes, I thought maybe it was that Ugh. other movie about like the little critters in the house. Don't be afraid of the dark. Yeah, but it was not. No. That movie's okay though. We should watch that. I like that movie. No, it was not good. <laughs> to be honest with you, <laughs> I don't know. We like pride ourselves in liking stuff, but it was a rough movie. I'm gonna be honest well, with you. It's here's the rough. thing. Here's the thing. I wasn't like this movie is terrible. It was just the whole time I was like, what? What's happening? Why? Why? What? I don't know. It was. I mean, not that it's Don't hard to watch. This. Not that it's hard to understand what's happening, but I just felt nonplussed the whole time. Yeah, there's is nothing going on. You don't give a shit about 
anyone in no. this movie. They're nothing. There is. They've spent so little effort. Like it's which like, is too bad because honestly, I feel like the premise of this movie could have been a good movie. Like yeah. it's an interesting premise. It actually is a he okay premise. Goes home and then he thinks somebody is like stalking them, and then he finds out that people were murdered in his house. But then it turns but out that he was he the murderer. May have been the murderer, Not really. but he, he wasn't. wasn't. But he may have been. Like it's a cool idea. It is just executed. Oh, so there was a moment that I didn't understand. Could you poorly. articulate it to me? Maybe, instead? probably not. I don't know. The guy that is a murderer. Yeah, he's he a didn't real murder. asshole. He wasn't the murderer. No, he, he hired, hired a guy. He's the next door neighbor across yeah. the street. Yes, yeah. husband. Yeah, and he hired a guy to kill his wife, but he accidentally went to the wrong house and oh. killed Daniel's. Daniel Craig's wife. Yeah. Most incompetent So there's a scene ever. earlier in the movie where the guy who hires the bad guy is at his business office and he's looking at a computer on an email <laughs> and it's like, the business isn't going well or something like that. Yeah. What? What was that? Do you remember that? No, I remember that. I don't... What did it have to do with anything? I don't know. Maybe it was just trying to set up the fact that he's like kind of a desperate... Because he's trying to get the money, like, like maybe he gets money if he kills... Was that part of it? Like, he kills the wife, and then he gets, like, an insurance thing or something? No, because that was way after... That was, like, when the movie was happening, which was, like, five right. years after the That's people true. were dead. Because... Oh, yeah, it was about the custody thing. And then, and he gets an email from his lawyer. Well, there's the a lawyer, financial thing, too, and then the custody And thing. the lawyer says, like, it doesn't look good. We filed your thing. But that scene I feel was, like it was just trying to set up the fact that he was sort of a desperate Now listen, in a movie being. that the main characters have zero character development, <laughs> they put a scene where they developed the murder <laughs> man. The movie was it not was good. Not really good. You guys, <laughs> I don't even know what to don't say. Watch Dreamhouse. Don't we do or not recommend. Watch it. I think actually I kinda of wanna recommend just because like I want people to know I I what recommend like. you watch it so you can feel the same pain that we did. Yeah. Which was n n just numbness. It wasn't pain. It was. It was nothing. It was, just, <laughs> it was nothing. I was it like, this is a thing in front even, of my face. It wasn't even like so bad that I was like, oh, that was so bad. No. I just, when it was over, I was like, okay. What? <laughs> that was a waste of an hour and a half. What? I could have been drinking water for an hour <laughs> because that's how exciting it was. And I really like Daniel Craig and I really like Rachel Weisz and I really, like, how, what, I just don't understand how you could not make this movie what better did, than that. What did this, I feel like I could have made it better than that. What did this movie get on Rotten Tomatoes? I'm very curious about <clears throat> that. I hope it's not a lot because then maybe we're just crazy. Maybe people I, really liked it. I feel like... I don't think it got very well received. We'll see. I think I remember seeing previews for it and stuff, but I don't remember ever really hearing much about it afterwards. I remember thinking that the previews looked okay. Uh, like, not something I really, really you know, yeah. was like excited to see, but not something that looked awful or anything. Um, 
I don't know. I would say... The part that confused me the most was at the end, she, like, affected the house. Whoa. Oh, my God. It has a 6%. <laughs> well, I at least feel justified in my opinion. And the then. audience score is 36, which is really low for an audience score. I mean, it makes sense. It says, critic, critic consensus. Dream House is punishingly slow, <laughs> stuffy, and way too obvious to be scary. It was like 12 minutes in the movie that I was like, oh, he's the crazy guy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if okay, but here's the there's thing. any hot quotes. Was she a ghost? <laughs> I like this one. This suburban gothic is a Logie convoluted mess. Logie's a funny word for it. Uh, A well-acted but ramshackle mess. I don't know if I would even call it well-acted. They're not trying at all. No. The film's ambitions are woefully small and familiar. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay, but was she a ghost? Yeah. Then that's a whole that's a whole different movie then. (laughs) This crackpot thriller. Wait, isn't crackpot a positive thing usually? (laughs) Are you joking? No. You're not joking? I'm thinking of a different term. Yeah. What is it? The crack Well if you use the word crack, that means like if you're a crack shot, that means you're really good at shooting. I think that's what I'm figuring (laughs) out. Crackpot means you're like crazy. (laughs) Crack okay, this crackpot thriller from the usually competent Jim Sheridan leaves only one mystery unsolved. What on earth was he thinking? (laughs) I really like reading through negative Uh, Okay, but can we just talk about this for a second? Okay, go ahead. So, the whole time, like, he's This is a sunken wreck from the get-go. And everyone involved knows it and just tries to get away. (laughs) (laughs) So he goes home, and he's living with his wife and kids. And then it turns out that they're actually dead, and he's crazy, and he's seeing them all in his head. Uh Uh-huh. Or is he... Maybe he's not crazy and they're just ghosts because then at the very end, his wife, like, affects the environment around them. She, like, hits the wind chime. So does that mean he's not actually crazy? Because he he is actually seeing their ghosts? Yes, he's seeing their ghosts. So he's not, it's not just all in his head. They made, it was pretty vague. Because no, she it, the, affects the environment, right? That but means the she's whole real. movie, it was like, oh, this is just in his head, and he's just seeing them. And then there's like one, like a one second thing right. that happens that's like, oh, it. actually, she's a ghost. Yeah. So you, you do were, think they were ghosts? Yes. Dream House has been sold as a ghost movie, but in reality, it is a psychological thriller mystery with a really bad ending. Wait, it was sold as a ghost movie? Yeah, it was. My memories of it, I thought it was a ghost movie. Because there is literally no ghost-related thing except that one scene that makes you think maybe she's a ghost. No, I thought it was a ghost movie when I saw it. Like, I was prepared. For ghosts. At least Vice and Craig wound up married after this mess. (laughs) Um, um, can we talk about the end scene? 
is real bad. So bad. He, like, his book gets published, I guess. There's just, like, one, like, really incongruous scene that, like, kind of tries to wrap stuff up, sort of, but just just feels really out of place where it's just, like, later, he's, like, walking down the street in the city and his book is in the window, like, it's been published, and then that's it. Yeah. He just walks by, there's a shot of him walking by a bookstore with all his books in the window. And that counts as resolution. It's not good. It's not good. Yeah. uh, I would say (laughs) not recommend unless you just want to see... Unless what all we've said so far has made you curious to really live this for yourself. And then I just go for it and watch it. Roof, roof, stoof. Is what I have to say. Um, Enough about Dreamhouse. That movie is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the worst. No. I'm sure there's I've worse seen worse movies. movies. It didn't make me like mad or anything. It just was so. It just made you sad. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and then we watched on. Thank goodness, the next night we watched something enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, the last night we watched Attack the Block, bruv. Yeah. Bruv. You'll get murked, fam. Yeah. Bruh. I kind of understood what they were saying part of the time. You gotta watch it a few times to understand what they're saying. I think I mostly understood. They just have really thick accents. I usually watch it with subtitles. Oh, really? It does... Why didn't we watch it that way this time? I don't know. I just didn't turn them on. I think I got the gist. If you haven't watched Attack the Block, You should it's watch it. amazing. It's really good. And it's a great movie. Uh, I got, hadn't seen it before this. It was this. kind of the star-breaking role for John Boyega before he was been in uh, episode 7. Um, I totally didn't even make the connection. I was just like, that guy looks really familiar. Uh, I'm an idiot, you It's guys. a great movie. It's it's basically, there. it's a very small-scale alien invasion um, movie. I, I love it because it, it like focused on the little, like, this... I like things that, like, focus on, like, a culture that I don't really get to ever see. And, like, I don't know how accurate the depiction of of that piece of London that they're trying to show or something. But, like, I like like whatever they're showing. Like, it's a cool look into, like, this little group of people. Like, this little, you know, these these kids live in, in these, essentially, housing projects, like, in London and stuff. And... I don't know. It, all the all the kids do really a really great job in it, and the it, it's definitely a movie that was made with a very low budget. Like it's not like I mean it can't have cost more than you know a couple dozen million dollars or whatever. And but it looks like it costs a lot more. Like it's it yeah. looks great. The effects are just wonderful. There's well, so, I thought the the idea of the aliens is really smart because it's a cool. Um, idea, but it probably costs the least to actually make right. because the basically the aliens are like really fuzzy, but they're so black that like you can't. It's like almost so black that it's just nothing, which like to be fair is probably a lot easier to animate than like any kind of actual I, texture. Well, I think there's a lot of practical effects mixed in because it, there is... Right, like, but to make them that black, it has to be... Yeah. 
but that but that's probably a pretty like it's really easy to make just like a really bottomless black and it makes it look really cool and they have like glowy teeth versus trying to make something that could end up looking bad do you know what i mean yeah um i they look kind of cuddly, except the yeah, glowy teeth. They do look cuddly. Um, I yeah, attack the block. I don't. It's just such a charming movie. Like it's such mm. a it's such a small scale thing that. I don't know it, it. It really is charming. All the kids are. They're they're such like the thing is like, your first impression of the kids in it is that they're dick bags because they're you know they hold the lady up and stuff but they do such a good job of making you care about them and yeah. making you realize that this movie is the opposite of dream house in that there's a lot of character development in not a long yeah, time and they do it very quickly with very small motions that make you you know like yeah you, you care anytime even all the characters that you know when they die you feel really bad like that they you know like yeah because they do have i don't know there's such there's so and many good kids. like character touches like i love like um you know there's the little kids too yeah the little kids are great and there's that moment that you know like the end when they like you know when he actually calls them yeah, by nicknames yeah. and stuff like that and like yeah it's just all so good it's a great movie it it really is a great movie and it I put this was on my list. This was my favorite movie for that year, uh, it was 2011, I think, mm, something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, I hadn't watched it in a couple of years, but I I really love that movie so much. And it, it just it, it, it's such a breezy movie, but it also yeah, it does a really good job of like being weighty and taking itself seriously, but not too seriously. And yeah. also, it's funny. It's like it, a really good combination. It feels like it. It, I mean, not like funny like jokes, like a, but it has like Edgar Wright kind of yeah, like where yeah. it's like there's things to be said about yeah. the important issues that it brings. And up, Nick Frost but, is in it. Yeah, Nick Frost is in it. And well, I think like Joe Cornish. Well, Edgar Wright is produced it, right? Yeah, and I mean him. him I think him and Joe Cornish are like BFFs. Like, yeah, they, they're like kind of super compatible. Um, did you see like that? Uh, I saw this thing. Ed, I think Edgar Wright like put, like retweeted on Twitter and stuff. But you can rent this. You can rent a a flat in the apartment from Spaced right now. Really? Yeah. It's it's expensive. Like I want to. I say bet they like, charge a lot. Cause no, they're... it was. I want to say like four or five hundred pounds a week because they do like weekly rent. In, right, because you can you know, like yeah. vacation. Um, yeah, but I was like, that'd be fun. Uh, you know, it, it, I mean, I'm sure it's three, four thousand dollars a month. But, yeah, um, but it was really cool. Like, just like that would be cool to be able to stay in that. But um, yeah, I I don't know. It's a great movie. It I, I don't. I always like kind of feel. I feel like when we talked about Attack the Block before, on the the movie of year podcast, part of. Obviously, you and Cameron hadn't seen it, so I, you know, couldn't really talk to you guys about it. But I feel like I always have trouble talking about why I like it so much. And uh, obviously, it's an alien movie and stuff, but, and I like the characters, but I just feel like I have trouble articulating why it's a great movie. It just... I think you're right in that it is... I think you're right in that it is pretty... It has similar 
qualities and charm to Edgar Wright movies. Like, I feel like the reasons I liked it are some of the same reasons that, like, Shaun of the Dead was on my favorite mm-hmm. pot, or movie of the year for the year that it came out. And it is kind of hard to describe exactly why that is. You just have to watch the movie. And it's just, like, that feeling and that type of movie. Like, there's not a lot of movies that are really have that same... It's you so know, good to feel and charm to them. It it gets in that right way. into it. Like it goes the plot moves so quickly. Yeah. It's a short movie. It's it's less than ninety minutes. Yeah. Like it's like But I mean, it if you take out the credits, it's like eighty five minutes. No. You know? They just get right into it, but it it's does, the opposite like, of Dracula untold. Yeah. There's no exposition. You just get straight in it, it is a perfect example of, you know, showing instead of telling. Like it's just you get you get the backstory, like yeah, but it also is pretty has some pretty profound yeah. Um, I mean, I know we already said the thing about character development, but in addition to like the characters developing, it also just has sort of some profound, uh, you know, aspects of like what it is to be a young person in that kind of situation, mm-hmm. not in the alien context, but just living in maybe a poorer part of right. London like you get a look into the like it's it through the lens of this alien invasion but it seems like you get a pretty like realist I mean not that like I really know that it's realistic but it seems realistic look into like it's sort of as like okay well here's why these kids have turned to this gangish mm-hmm. you know type situation um but then it fits that into the like whimsical alien thing which just does a really good job of like making you feel that, but without taking itself so seriously that it's like this is a gang movie. Okay. Um. Okay. So. So I'm just going off of like John Boyega's character, right? The things they give you about him. The first scene you see him going into his apartment, it doesn't let you into the apartment. Right. You don't know what it's like in there. That's when you, all the other kids, you, you see get to go inside in. their it's, apartment. Yeah. So that's one of those amazing things where you're, he's not, he doesn't let, like, it's telling so much about by not do, yeah. even doing anything. Then when you do get in on his apartment, it's when uh, the main female protagonist is goes in to get something and do set some stuff up in there and and he says he lives with his uncle he just kind of comes and goes mostly goes yeah mostly goes so he basically lives by himself yeah that's what you find out and then she asks him negligent do you uncle. have a little brother because he has like a spider-man comforter spider. on his bed and it's so much with so little yeah. like you get and like, he says no yeah. and then she asks him how old he is and he's, he's like 15, 15 yeah. even though you probably think he's like 18 or yeah. 19. You get so much with so little. Like, that, it's so, it's such effective filmmaking and storytelling, you know, like, it, I'm, I can, I can still really get into something that's like clumsily put together or something that has a bunch of exposition and stuff, but sometimes you see something where you're like, man, that's, that's like what that's good storytelling and that's good filmmaking like you see something that like 
someone can tell you everything about a character with a single line and two scenes barely showing you anything and you know exactly who he is yeah like you 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 figured out that character you know where he's coming from you know know why he's acting the way he's acting you know why he is the person he is and you don't need him to have a conversation with a girl like yeah where she's like why do you act the way you do or something like that and he says a big monologue he doesn't need a monologue he and the fact that he doesn't have a big monologue is like accurate to his character like if he did have a big monologue it would be sort of counterintuitive to what his character is he's very like minimal words yeah. character like he doesn't say a lot he just doesn't say a lot like yeah. that's part of a big part of his character I feel like and like the payoff for him is really great and like yeah. it's the whole movie is just really yeah. good he just the way I, yeah I, I love the way it ends because like you get I mean not to give too much away but like it he gets exactly what he's always needed. Yeah. And it feels really good. The way it's done feels really good. Also, one of the things that I think is really great is um, he really doesn't smile uh-huh. hardly at all. Yeah. But there were like a couple times in the movie when he does like a little, you can see like a little bit of a smile. And they're so well timed that it really makes you understand like what's really important to him. Like one is when he sees his friend that he maybe thinks is dead. Like, it just really adds a lot to his character, I think. Like, he he never smiles except, like, maybe a half smile two or three times, and it really lets you in on, like, these moments are so important that it's, like, the one thing that's causing him to smile a little bit. I think uh, John Boyega is a super actor. Yeah. And he's... It's tough because... I I thought he was really good in Force Awakens. Um and I don't know what the situation will be where he actually gets credit for how good he is. Yeah. Um honestly like I think because of the context of the movie of Force Awakens, like I, I think he's really good, but I felt like I noticed in this movie more how, like, wow, like, he's really... And I think he was equally as good in Force Awakens, but, like, Force Awakens is, like, so... There's so but much else going on. That's the and, thing. Like, you don't... Like, he's never gonna get, like... You know, no one's gonna nominate him for Oscar in a Star Wars movie. Like, it just right. doesn't happen, you know? Well, maybe he'll be in another movie that isn't Star He Wars. will be, but, I, I mean, I think he's just a super underrated actor. Yeah, and no, I agree. I think that's one of those things... Uh, one of the things that's really cool about the that new Star Wars films is that it feels like, listen, not to take anything away from, you know, Carrie Fisher or Mark Hamill, like, you know, they're wonderful actors in their own right and stuff, but it does feel like this new round, the people you have in it are people that could legitimately win an Oscar at some point, you know? Yeah. Oscar Isaac. Oh boy. Uh, you know, like Oscar Isaac's a wonderful actor. And yeah, John he's really wanna, good. You know, they're like, all yeah, really good. Yeah, they're they're really great. And um, yeah, it does it does feel like it's more serious in a lot of ways. But uh, yeah, he's he's so good in this, and all the kids are good. Yeah, I mean everyone. they're they're all great. But yeah, everyone's fantastic in this. And they're what's all... that that girl of the main girl? She seemed familiar, yeah, but I didn't know. I, I couldn't remember what she. I done. don't know. I we'll look it up later. I just. Um, I just thought maybe you would know. 
No, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, So this movie was definitely a recommend. The most recommend of all the movies. Super recommend. Super recommend. Where's our sound effects board that we can like play a cool sound effect? Pew, pew, pew. Wow, that's not... That's bad. (laughs) All right. Well, we're all caught up. All right. Is there anything else you want to talk about this time or you want to wait until next time? I mean, is there anything else you're doing... I will say the one thing that I'm doing is trying to watch through some October Halloween shows as well as this, which I haven't gotten very far, but I have watched uh, all of The Witches of Eastwick, which is only two seasons. The Witches so of Breastwick. That is a different thing. Yeah. That's, that's like an HBO softcore yeah. late night situation. Right. Um, and then I'm also currently watching Sleepy Hollow the show. I don't know. With with all the movies that we're watching, I don't know how far I'll get. But I also kind of want to watch Penny Dreadful and um, the season of um, American Horror Story that I really like. But, you know, we'll see how that goes as October progresses because we have a lot going on. So, But other than that, I don't, I'm not really up to much. And you've been still... Did you finish uh, re-watching uh, Sex and the City? Yes, I did. How'd that feel? I haven't, I haven't really actively rewatched it in a long time. Um, it felt, I mean, I enjoy it. I, the, I don't, the thing about that show is like, I don't really know the whole time I'm watching it. I'm like, Carrie's the worst. Yeah. These people are the worst. But I still really like watching the show overall, so I don't really know why. Um, yeah. And I really like that. I really want Carrie and Big to end up together, but mostly because of all the characters in the show, I think I identify with Big more than any of the girls. He's fine. He's very level-headed. Yeah. He has some commitment issues. I can I can understand that. What? <laughs> um, uh, I, um, I think... So, like, you know how there's a thing where it's like, oh, are you a Samantha? Right, are you yeah. a Miranda? I think I'm a big. You're a big. Yeah. Sure. I think I'm a big. Yeah. Who am I? Steve. Steve. <laughs> no. No, because I wouldn't. I wouldn't cheat. I think you're maybe the more monster. I. Th- what? You know, in the in the movie, in the first movie, he cheats on. Spoiler alert! I was gonna rewatch that, but I don't remember. Do you happens. don't remember that? No. That's like my least favorite thing about that oh, movie. Oh, well, that you ruined that, it for his me. His face now. when he tells. Ugh, when he tells that Miranda. That I was gonna. I finished the I show already, it. but I was gonna rewatch the mo- the first movie. Still, it haunts me. I don't know what there's some. I think like, you're more of a burger. Yeah, I'm totally. A burger. You're kind of like sarcastic, <laughs> but like pretty sensitive. <laughs> I wouldn't leave a post-it note, though. No, you wouldn't leave a post-it note. Uh, I could see the rest of it, though. Mostly everything I'm a else. burger. You're sure. a burger. All right. Uh, I, does, you know, so I've been, wa- you know, watching through The Office again. Yeah. Uh, I'm still through that. I'm in season seven right now. Uh, and I was thinking about, you know, with you watching through Sex and the City and stuff, this kind of ties in, but the idea that when you watch a show closely together instead of spreading it out. Do you think that's better for or worse for the way you negatively react to a character's arc, essentially? Um, because I was noticing that I didn't get as mad at Jim and Pam this time because 
like because you moved on to other things more quickly than no it's it's because with Pam like you see exactly her trajectory oh I see uh it's like you can see that she goes from being super meek to trying to break out of her shell to being aggressively kind of like like the way she is where she's like actually kind of like almost manipulative at times like you can see the way she moved right in and in a way that you can almost like justify it because of her relationship with Jim enabling her in right. like a kind of a way and, and like because her like and Jim enable each other. She's gone hard to break out of yeah. that enough that she's gone over. Right. Right. So I, I don't know. I was just thinking about that, like watching, watching yeah. through. It. I I couldn't tell if it was something that I would. It would bother me less watching it slowly, and it just kind of you know like when someone mm. like loses or gain weight you don't really notice if you see it slowly but right. if you were like not see it for six months and then see someone that lost 50 pounds you're like I think, oh goodness. i think maybe in the sex in the city situation and some some part some hands watching it closer together is good because um <clears throat> you sort of realize that so i sort of had this memory of like you know, Big and Carrie are together for a while, but then after they're not together, he's, like, not really in it for no. a long time. Yeah. Which isn't true at all. He's, like, in it pretty yeah. regularly, even when him and Carrie aren't, like, a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like that was less... That was more obvious when it was really close together, but when it had been all spread out, it felt, like, a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, like, all of the ridiculous, like, shrewishness of... I mean, not shrewish. Basically, Carrie is kind of the worst a lot. And I felt like that is more noticeable when it's all packed in together, whereas, like, she might seem... You might... It might be more palatable when it's, like, spread out if you're watching it weeks apart. Mm -hmm. But when you're watching it, like, six episodes in a night, and she's doing, like, a ridiculous thing in, like, four of those six episodes... You're just like, what, what, why does anybody want to be with her? Do you know what I mean? She's a handful. Yeah. She's kind of a handful. Uh, She's a, she was on the Nerdist this weekend. Oh yeah, I saw that. I haven't listened to it, but I saw that she Uh, was the guest. She's not someone I've heard in that context before, so I'd like to hear. I mean, like, I'm not saying Sarah Jessica Parker's a handful. No. Carrie is a handful. No. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. I think neither of us have seen that second Sex and the City movie. No, I don't know if I really care to. Maybe we should watch it as a Halloween movie. Scary. Scary Carrie. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's mostly it. I yeah. I've started. I started watching Luke Cage. Um, Did you like the Luke Cage character when you watched Jessica Jones? I mean, I liked him. I don't know if I liked him enough to care about a whole show. I see how it is. About him. Racist. What? (laughs) Uh, I'm sure if I watched a show and it was good, I would like it. But like, if when I watched it, I wasn't like, somebody needs to make a Luke Cage show. You've only watched Jessica Jones and part of the first season of Daredevil. Yes, that is true. Okay. That is accurate. Uh, Is he in Daredevil too? No. Oh. Um, not yet. They're eventually going to do Defenders, which is all of them okay. together. Uh, I, so far, really like Luke Cage a lot. 
more than, I don't know, it might be my favorite so far, but I've only watched three episodes. And everything I've heard has indicated there's that kind of, it shouldn't be 13 episodes feel to mm. it. Um, which but was my biggest issue with Jessica Kristen Jones. Does it have Ritter in it? I don't know. I don't think then so. Then it's not as good. Uh, I thought my big problem with Jessica Jones was it felt like it was eight to ten episodes of content that was spread over 13 episodes yeah. of TV. I'm just saying that I really like Kristen Ritter, so. Yeah. I liked I liked Jessica Jones, but I just, it was too long. It was too much. And that's the problem with every of those Netflix shows. As much as I like those shows, they're very good, but they just feel like they're being stretched a little too thin for it. Like, it's just, I mean, they don't need, like, Stranger Things was eight episodes, right? Like, just do an eight episode season. You save money. Yeah. Like, and it's better. I, yeah. I'm not really sure why they wouldn't just make a shorter show. Um, but I like it a lot so far. Um, and I'm looking forward to, you know, I'll check back in once I've actually gotten further in because it's just early impressions. I love that there's the, they, they have mute, like Luke works in a club now and uh, they have like a lot of like am ambient like music like there's musical performers just going on like yeah. while the show's going yeah. on and it's done really well um so i really like that um but uh yeah it's it's really good so far but cool who knows all right that's it that's we've talked it. a long time we always do <laughs> yeah that's uh, how we roll all right so that's it that's it um that's week one down yeah mostly yeah, only six movies. Yeah. Almost seven. Next. Um, so it won't necessarily be exactly a whole week every time, but um, we'll do a recap of... So next one will just be a recap of everything we've seen since this episode. Yep. And, movie uh, a day. Movie a day. 31 days of Halloween. Use that hashtag if you want to also watch movies with us. Use the hashtag 31 days of Halloween to join the conversation. Yikes. Uh, anyway, uh, if you do want to join the conversation, you can follow us on our stuff where we post things sometimes, and those are at NerdBuildPod on Twitter mm -hmm. and, uh, Instagram, although I haven't been posting much on Instagram because my phone camera is broken, so there's not really pictures to post. Um, and then just the NerdBuild podcast on Facebook, um, and we are posting... Like I said, every movie that we watch each day, um, so you can kind of follow along daily if you want to know what we're watching. We'll, we post a little impression. Yeah, but, a tiny impression. But, but we don't want to give too much away. Full hashtag hot takes. Yikes. you got to listen to the podcast. Yeah. So do that. And if you like our podcast, um, you should give us a review on iTunes because we still don't have enough reviews to have an average review to have it show up as a review amount. So... Please review us if you want and also are going to say a nice thing. We would like it and appreciate it. You can say a mean thing. You can say a mean thing too. Honestly, like, wouldn't love I it. would just like We're to have people. enough we reviews don't. to have an average review. Even if that average review is like three stars, I would like to have more than three reviews is all I'm saying. We couldn't even badger our friends into giving us reviews. Jerks. <laughs> all right. That's it for us. See you next time. See you next week with more spooky, spooky. spooky 
Nerd build. Ooh. That's the ghost of Christine Aguilera. <laughs> 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 Alright, see ya.